Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is the Goddess Queen. This is mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you have listened to me in the past, you will know that this is our first couple episodes. So we're out here just putting our mark, you know, explaining a little bit about what the general gist of what we're doing out here was. If you missed it, you can go back and, you know, just go, you know, join any of the episodes um, and, you know, subscribe, like, follow the community because this is definitely something that we need to understand what abundance is and what spirituality is and how to grow it and put it within our lives and that's what we do here um so let's get on to today i'm so glad that you have joined us today um today i actually have a guest host with me today her name is Alyssa. um she's actually my life partner And we are going to talk today about spirituality in the black community. It's the last couple days of Black History Month, and I at least wanted to make sure that I did something to cover the importance of spirituality in our community. Um, Because that is one thing that I think is not, let's say, quote unquote, doted on these days anymore. It's not something that's held to a high standard. In the black community, we run away from spirituality, most of us. Most black people are scared of spirituality. Um, They see it as something negative or demonic or just something that, that they shouldn't have any business in. And that just comes from my belief from from years of us just being programmed and and trained to think a certain way and that's my personal opinion but that's why I wanted to have a co-host for today's episode because I wanted to make sure that I I kept the lines open to give another train of thought to give another thought process and another voice to this idea uh, because spirituality in the black community should be sisters They should be going hand in hand. They should be walking this walk together. The reason that is, is because it has been such a big importance within our history in the past. Most of all of our ancestors, spirituality was a big deal. If you look into Africa's cultures right now and even the past, you'll notice that a lot of the cultures are based on spirituality, not religion. Unfortunately, and I got to say it like this, um, religion is the white man's thing, really. Um, It was given to us, religion. It's not something that is just ours. We believed in your spiritual walk and your spiritual connection and oneness to the universe. Um, And we've kind of lost that connection. And for me, I feel that, you know, that makes a, a big deal and a reason why we are where we are. But, you know, let me not get too far into what I what I think about this. I did just want to introduce the topic. Um, Alyssa, welcome. Say hello. Uh, hello, community. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. So, what I want to start off with, just a little bit, you know, just to back off a little bit what I was saying just a second ago. How do you feel in regards to the black community these days and where we are spiritually oh excellent question excellent question i appreciate the questions i feel like more dialogue on this topic needs to be had 
you know, uh, first I would like to say, you know, what I believe spirituality to be, just to make sure that me and it follows on the same page. Right. I'm not stepping on any toes. Yeah. You know, so I believe spirituality to be the physical journey of getting to know one's spirit and the spirit's connection to a higher power. So that's what I personally believe spirituality is all about at its core. So, and with that in mind, and knowing what the the question is again, which is, you know, what is the state of spirituality with today's black community? I will say that uh, it's not in the state, which is a major issue to me. So, um, just a little background about myself. I grew up in a a black family being African-American. And my entire family uh, identifies as Christian. I myself still identify as Christian. But um, I learned to question things at a very young age. And what I realized is that the community around me believed wholeheartedly in the Bible. And I had also realized that most of the community also had not read the entire Bible. And also that as confusing as this was as a child, I still kind of got that they read the Bible, they valued the Bible, but they did not live their life by the Bible. They did not implement it into their day-to-day life. It was strictly something that was done on Sunday and then the rest of the week, uh, they didn't swear. And that was, that was pretty much it, you know, but there's so much more to it than, you know, just not sinning in essence. And so beyond sinning is the things that you're actually supposed to be doing. You know, the actual name of Christianity is to be Christ like the point isn't to not do all the things that he didn't do the point is to do the things that he did and that's what spirituality follows more so you know that's you know in spirituality jesus christ is seen as one of the master teachers it's him buddha and um, another one i believe but you know they were the (laughs) the masters the ascended ones you know, and I think that we've strayed far from that understanding, mm-hmm. you know, purposely done, some will say, you know, but uh, I, I think that is the biggest, you know, break within uh, the black community is the misunderstanding of what Christianity is and the duality that we're supposed to be, you know, taking place here. Right, right. I, I love, first, I love your answer. I think that that is very true um we are, are very far from where we used to be in that aspect and i think that that has a lot to do with uh where we are now and also our understanding of things has a lot to do with where we are now and that's something that i want to move into next when you think about the black community and you think about our history most of us don't think about us being kings and queens Most of us don't think about us being some of the forefront leaders in some of the technological and astrological, you know, growth that was made within this world. Um, And we have a lot to do with that as our ancestors had a lot to do with that. Um, A lot of people don't know that the Moors traveled the world 
and the Moors were descendants of the um, African people. So most people don't know that the Moors traveled the world and, and were able to teach people different things and learn different things and experience different things. Um, I know people joke about this a lot, but, you know, there is thoughts and ideas that we uh, taught the Europeans how to bathe. And before that, that they weren't bathing. Before that, that they had chickens and animals with them in the house and things of that nature. But we came in and we showed them how to live, how to put things in a different light to where they could live a cleaner existence. Because we were already living like kings and queens at this point in time. We had already been living lavish as well within our history. Because you can go even further back than that um, as well. And talk more, even more about different things, you know, that we have done. But one of our biggest things is I think we forget, you know, where we come from just in general. Um, and, and what we actually brought to this world. And what we have to bring to this world. Um, now, if just an idea thinking about spirituality and us all growing and being to the level that we can be at, it would change a lot um, for us to all be at that level. But what, what's the goal? I guess it's one of the general ideas. What, what's the goal? What do you want? Well, well to me, it's a, a bigger connection, an inner connection to your oneness, um, which is what I preach about and what I talk about. Uh, but to me, that is the first step towards this journey. Um, in general, though, when it comes to, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have Alyssa here with me today, when we go back and we look at some of the other groups, you know, and some of our past ancestors and things that were experienced in the way that they experienced spirituality and things, um, we can talk about the, you know, Egyptian culture, and we can talk about some of the things that they, you know, believed spiritually. Uh, now, if some of you did not know, we have a link to Egypt. If you are black or African-American, your roots are from Africa. Let me take those roots from Africa, take that back to the cradle of civilization. You find time around Egypt. And contrary to most belief, Egyptians were black. They were darker skinned they were of melanin complexion. Oh, actually, to be just a little bit more accurate, Egypt actually looked a lot like modern day America. So Mixture. as you said, you know, we traveled around a lot. Right. You know, we eventually brought people to Egypt and eventually Egypt became a, a mixed melting pot, very similar to what we have now here in America which is what helped make Egypt the Egypt that we know it, you know, to have been. Mm-hmm. You know, we still only understand just a shadow of it, but they have definitely found evidence in a lot of the paintings that there were multicolored uh, individuals that lived inside of the city. And uh, we've also found evidence in multiple cultures across the world that there were absolutely a different individuals from each culture that have spent time personally in Egypt and studied and lived some even were rumored to have fallen in love and so on and so forth in this beautiful city and I think that I think that one of the biggest things that the African American community can ever do 
is to really individually look into our history overall and Egypt is an awesome amazing start just because it's the pinnacle it's the best of the best we don't have any better examples of scientific right. mathematical feats on earth period <laughs> so for that to be said and for it to be from the place that we all recognize to be home you know that means something and it it, it roots a sense of pride in oneself and those roots allow you to grow into different categories at that point so that you are more open-minded and accepting of the other different branches and varieties because it's those different branches and varieties that help make Egypt what it was. So, and I think that that's to also answer your question as to what we need to be doing now, what should our current goal be. It should be to make America the modern day Egypt. It's to make ourselves the, you know, the pharaohs and the queens and and everything else, you know. And I think that because no one's ever going to give it to us, we're eventually going to have to rise to the point where we're just going to have to take it. And I don't mean take it by force because you can't really take something that's yours anyway right but the thing is that we have abandoned our responsibility as the owner of our inheritance mm-hmm. and i think that until I like we that. wake I, I'm up i'm sorry i just wanted mm-hmm. to say i love that phrase it's basically like we've squandered our we squandered our inheritance you could think about you know just being given something having it just there for you and we just literally walked all over it but go ahead continue absolutely thank you so Knowing that we have so much potential in this world and knowing that we in our current state don't match that, we in our current state do not need to be running a country. We in our current state are not equipped to build an army, to have many farms and corporations, build our own economy. But we can be. We can be. But that just simply has to be our focus. Yeah, because it's not a goal, and I think that's one of my problems. I think that's one of my problems right now. If you speak to a lot of black people in our community, you know, um, it's not a goal to achieve those things we were talking about. I don't know if any of you have seen this, but there was a, a young man on Facebook. Um, I don't know what exactly he is. I think he's an athlete of some kind. Um, but, you know, he was on Facebook, Instagram, and what he did with his first check was buy the cotton field that his family worked on. And to me, that was some real, like, that was some real respect type stuff, you know? Like, that's always been a goal of mine. And, and I feel like that there's not enough of us that see the importance in things like that. And I think that that is something that really does hinder us. I absolutely agree with you. Thank you for pointing that out. So that's such a great story. And I I think that more of that is needed 
on a, a larger and smaller scale. And I think that just knowing the things that they can do instead of focusing on the things that they can't do. Right. Because people listening to that story is like, well, I, I'm not in a position to, to buy that farm, so there's nothing that I can do to help the situation. And that's what leaves us right. in right. this revolving door of doing yeah. nothing. nothing. Yeah. So I think it's important to look and inform people on the little things that we can do. So what's important to understand is the big picture. So the first thing that you have to do is educate yourself and others as many as you can but you got to start with yourself first the what a society is is a group of people and those groups of people are made up of individual people right so in order to have an amazingly advanced functioning society similar to a modern day Egypt you would need both the individual and the group to be highly functioning. Mm-hmm. So, because you can't have an a expensive Maserati with a, a Ford with Ford Escort parts in it. It's not. It's not gonna work. And that is so true. And that goes back to something that I stated a few days ago. Um, if you listen to the podcast and we were talking about your body and you know the changes that happen spiritually. That's what a spiritual growth is. That's what a spiritual change is. It's a molecular change within your body. And that's why taking just one simple, small step within your spiritual growth can help jumpstart that molecular change within your body. But go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like I was saying, so to think of it like this, in order to build uh, a modern-day Egypt, we're going to call that uh, a Maserati for simplicity's sake. We currently are basically like a '92 Ford Escort. Like we, we pretty, we pretty broke down, bro. Like so, and what we're currently trying to do is we're currently just trying to give this '92 Ford Escort some fancy African clothes, a couple of documentaries about being woke, two or three stories about Egyptian goddesses that are told from the stories and understanding of the Caucasian. I love you, my white brothers and sisters, but you have no business inside of my business. Love, peace, give us space. Mm, (laughs) So true. Now, with that being said, we're going to have to take it upon ourselves to learn what we need to learn to not just give that 492 a pay job but we have to learn the parts of a Maserati you no longer need to understand the parts of a 92 Ford Escort the only part the only thing that you need to do with this 92 Ford Escort is to analyze it see what pieces that you have that can and cannot work mm. and be okay with dismantling it mm. And that's and I think that's the big key right there. Everybody zone in on what she said right there. Be okay with dismantling it because this is a prized possession of yours that you've got now. But you gotta be okay with breaking it down to actually get in there and figure it out. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm. So once you figure out the few pieces that you have in your '92 Ford Escort that you can bring over to your Maserati. You keep those and you do away with everything that does not fit. Mm. 
everything that does not fit. That favorite steering wheel cover that's two sizes too small, I know you love it. Got to do away with it. At this point in time, we have to make a decision. Do we want to pass down this 92 Ford Escort to those beautiful black babies that you have? Or do we want to hand them the keys to a beautiful Maserati? So the question no longer even applies to us because if you a millennial, slick, we we just about done. Like, we we one-third of the way out the box already. The next two lifetimes, basically, the next two generations, basically, is us building a Maserati and dismantling a 92 Ford Escort. Yeah, completely. We don't get to drive the car. And that's what's so hard for us to understand is that we're not going to get to reap the fruits of the seeds that we're going to sow. And that bothers people. That bothers my generation specifically because we are a microwave generation. We are an Instagram generation. We need immediate gratification and reward to see value in an action because we have no foresight if we don't start applying these things today our kids gonna be driving around in a ford 92 escort why the chinese russian european and even the african countries is flying around in hover cars and you know what i think is a big deal as well um i think that it's important as well to understand that a lot of the uh, one of the things that's missing along with that is what it comes down to when we think about nothing is being passed down like there are no big mamas there's no big papas granddaddies sitting down parents sitting down Medea's sitting down and talking and having these conversations i was having a conversation with somebody the other day in regards to things that you remember from things that you were taught when you were younger and she made the statement she was like but this is a nice um hispanic lady she was like you know but a lot of people are still stupid she was like a lot of people they just grow up and they're just just stupid and i'm like well yeah you know it, that is what it is. A lot of us, we just don't learn. We don't use what's been given to us. We had somebody in the background, most of us, that was banging stuff into our head. That said this over and over and over again. But you weren't taking those things and writing it down. Some of us internally were. And we could go back and recall those things. But it's no longer... I'm a blacksmith's daughter. It's no longer, you know, my dad was a lawyer. My dad's dad was a lawyer. My dad's dad's dad was a judge. And because of that, I am, you know, it it, it doesn't work like that. And it's okay because a lot of us don't want to do what our parents did. That's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is information was being passed down. And that's how you grow the next generation. You gave them something to learn. You gave them a tool to learn and to understand. Whether they wanted or liked or wanted to continue that tool or not, it was given to them. The same way that we give 
religion to our kids and our family. And that's one of the biggest things within the black community. You want to make sure that your baby is in church. Everybody run down and make sure that their baby go to church because their baby need to go to church and hear the good graces of God. That is great. But you can also be teaching these same things in the comfort of your own home on a daily basis so that they understand what it truly is, that they understand that, hey, it's not about this building. It's about the connection and the oneness that you have with God. And I think that's some of some of the areas where it's added things that add to the demise, I feel like, of our, our makeup. I feel like as we go on, black people, we're losing our integrity. And I know that's hard to say because it's like, where was it to start with? But I mean, you got to think about it. It was there. That's how we even got here. That's how we got this far. And I feel like that once we got this far, everybody just gave up. And I feel like instead of giving up, we need to transfer the energy and put it into another way. Just like times change, we need to find another way. Beautiful point. Beautiful point. And I I would love to tie that back into the original question of spirituality, religion, and the black community. I think that that right there just pinpoints and highlights exactly what the issue is. You have religion, which we are being told and practiced on a Sunday but we're not implementing the things that we need to be doing on the day to day basis and practicing them and because we're missing out on those actions we're missing that that entire link Yeah, not just to the next generation but to ourselves and because we're missing that link it's hindering us from being able to move on to the next step and I think that because we have yet to focus on the things that we can do both inside religion and spirituality because if you learn to balance both of them Mm -hmm. everything will work out as you were stating the older generation in the past they had more integrity that integrity came from the structure of the religion. Yeah. The religion said, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, but do this and do this and do this. Get married, have babies, multiply, be fruitful. Once you marry, you stay married. Those are the rules. <laughs> and because religion said it, they did it, but they didn't have a spiritual connection to it, right. which is what birthed our little crazy selves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two, yeah. three generations later. Yeah. It was like, hey, that religious stuff not working. We see how broken you are. Yeah. And we don't want we don't that same like kind that. of broken. If I'm going to be broken, I might as well break all the rules and do whatever I want if that's what the results are going to be anyway. Mm. And so we have gone down a, a spiritual journey within ourselves. Mm. We got lost. We don't know how to stay focused. And you get broken. And without that religion to tie you back into a physical habit to help with your spiritual journey, that's when you end up 
<laughs> in these streets, as our mama said. Yeah. You know, people think that, you know, drug addicts are, you know, are, are stupid or they ain't got no business doing it in the first place. You should know better. But that stuff comes from a, a, a broken place yeah. within you and a desperation that you don't have anything else to feel with. And then on top of that, at that point, the black community has grown so judgmental, it's hard to even be able to walk into a church these days and not be A1 because you feel unaccepted. You feel unwanted. And where it used to be, everybody is welcome. Because we was the same color. It didn't even matter. It was just, you know what? We share the same skin. Come on down, baby. Come on, baby. Come on down. It's not like that anymore. You people look like, literally, ugh, at people sometimes because of where they are at life. And a lot of us black people are not at the greatest points, just to be real. And even on that point, so that only describes, you know, a portion of us because we, the melanated community, are a vast and diverse group. Right. So the other half, they doing no better. And it, I believe it's because they have the exact opposite issue, both on the judgmental scale. One is being seen as looked down upon so they don't feel comfortable opening up. And one is seen as so high on a pedestal Mm -hmm. they don't want to open up about what's going on because they don't want to be judged and seen as less than what they are and lose the power that they've worked so hard to gain just because they're going through something that's temporary. Just because they're going through something that's temporary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's... it's the same thing, you know, just the polar opposites. And I think that's what's important for us to understand. And that's, you know, it almost sounds like I'm preaching. So I guess the only thing I'm really preaching here is just balance. Yeah, because you, you got to have it. Everything. And I think that's one thing that I think that if we can get down as a community, we could dominate the world. Yeah. It's figuring out balance. It's not all or nothing. It's all and nothing. It's, it's never an or. It's yeah. always an and. There's always been food, two forces. And yeah. you need to replenish the fruit that you eat. Yes, you need meat. But you also need to allow the livestock to grow. Yes, you have needs. But you also need to learn how to be disciplined. That's so true. And let's talk about that real fast. <laughs> the health aspect of things. In the black community, we have added so much extra, you know, uh, to our to our makeup. We have added so much extra, uh, what do you say, hardness, negativity, dis-ease when it comes to health, you know? Um, every, there's a thing where I guess, you know, there's a vast group of black people that believe that most of us are just thick and we just always gonna be thick and ain't no ever changing our thick yes we've got curves yes we're thick but it's not about any of that it's not about the weight if you ever start to focus on being healthy and working out the one main thing that they will tell you is that it's not about your weight 
it is about being healthy. And that's something that I think we need to focus on in the black community as well. We have to start working on, in general, just flat out our health. If we can focus on getting our health in the right place, we can spark something within the mass group of spirituality, within the mass consciousness. It's a beehive. It's a beehive mentality. It work off each other. If we can at least spark that, which is something that I do want to say is what we're doing. I don't know if you have looked into it, but there is a lot of vegan movements in the black community going on right now. A lot of vegetarian and healthy vegan movements. First, I want to thank Michelle Obama for at least putting her foot out and yes, stating that it needs you, to be done and it needs to be said because a lot of people didn't notice it or want to actually do anything about it until she said something about it. And because she was our, you know, our first lady, we, we, we back her, we, we listening. And that's one of the great things that she did do for us. Um, so, so that you always got to think about. But, you know, when it comes to that health aspect, we have got to start focusing on getting that aligned. We have got to start focusing on understanding what's right for our bodies. Our melanated bodies need certain things. Our melanated bodies work best with certain things. And in hindsight, which is why certain things aren't provided to us on the big scale of things, because if you want to think on the mass big scale of things, you know what I'm saying? Certain areas where we are, certain things are not available to us, not at the um, quality that they should be. And a lot of that reason to me personally is to keep us in a uh, state of state that we are in. I agree. So, you can go ahead. I think that's a, a absolutely beautiful point. And a lot of us within the community have already come to the conclusion or the understanding that a lot of this has been done to us systematically, intentionally, on purpose to hold us down. I think that when you solve one problem, it trickles over and it solves an abundance, if not almost all the problems. Right. So, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm a bit long-winded, but I really just want to get this point over to you guys. I, I personally believe that through the understanding and the taking seriously of one's spirituality, you will begin to grow yourself exponentially. Through the growth of yourself, you're going to begin to take your health seriously. You're going to improve your relationships with the people around you, uh, both personally and vicariously, you know, uh, on the streets. You are also going to begin to grow financially just because it's the frequency that you are on and that you're going to understand that in order to grow financially, you have to play the spiritual game. See, you're not being told this. That you're playing a spiritual game. This whole entire world, this entire life, everything in it was made by a higher power. Now, we here in the black community call that higher power God. It's not a complicated thing. It's really not. And this is what I mean by taking spirituality and owning it versus just following a religion right. and holding a balance of both of them yeah. because the good book could tell you that God exists 
the good book will tell you that God made everything. The good book will tell you that the things that you see and cannot see and the rules that they abide by were created by the creator. So with that being said, man ain't make nothing. We didn't make nothing. Us discovering things is about as relevant and as factual as Christopher Columbus discovering America. Do you understand me? Everything already existed here. Math already existed here. The language that we're speaking, these are nothing more than sound waves that already had to exist in order for us to use. This is spirituality. This is you understanding that God made everything and applying that to your everyday life and understanding that you're playing a spiritual game at all times you're not taking any breaks from it mm-hmm. even when you're asleep you're still in the game like ea sports you feel ah. me ah. <laughs> so with that being said in order for you to get anything from the spiritual system you have to give something to it mm. this is a free will universe the good book could tell you that as well So I'm not telling you nothing new. I'm telling you everything that's in a good book that you will read differently once you begin to take your spiritual journey seriously. And I think that's something very, very big to hone in on as we finish up today. What it comes down to is your experience and your understanding. And that's one thing that both of us have noticed since we have been on this spiritual journey and growing our oneness okay and our connection with god our creator we've noticed that we we see things differently we read things differently we understand these things differently we see them differently we we feel it differently and and that's just that's just something that we've noticed um and once you go through these journeys and start understanding these things you'll notice that as well um your understanding of things becomes clearer your messages you'll actually be able to hear that voice a lot of us can't figure out why when god don't ever come to me i don't ever hear no messages nobody ever tell me nothing why don't this happen like that you know why don't i ever have these experiences you're not listening you don't know what to listen for and a lot of times that is what we miss that is what our problem is um and that's where growing that connection is. That's what that spirituality is. That's what that oneness is. And as Alyssa stated earlier, um, once they align, once they go together, the the opportunities are endless. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say before we go ahead and bring it to a close? Oh, I just want to thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening. It was awesome. I appreciate being here and Hopefully, I'll get to talk to you guys again in the future. Oh, yeah. We most definitely enjoyed you. I know um, this conversation was something that was a little heavy, a little bit, you know, a little bit more heavy than what I normally talk about, but it was something that needed to be talked about, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about growing you spiritually, and yes, this was geared to the black community, um, but I hope that this was something that a lot of people can um, understand and uh, grow from just the understanding of us a little bit more and how we see things within the community, Um, because it's never about color. Let that be known. It's never about color. 
It's about our spiritual connection and our spiritual oneness. But in this specific situation, we have to hone in on our culture and where we are in that area. So that's why we wanted to sit and have a conversation about that today. Um, So I definitely hope you enjoyed today. Um, Today we're going to skip our meditation moment. Um, But what I would love for you to do is to try a minute or two of meditation on your own. We do the same thing every day. So practice that stillness. Practice that oneness. Take a moment to stop, sit, and truly think and examine yourself. Do some reaching and some searching within your oneness. We will definitely have Alyssa back. Definitely be looking out for Alyssa as well. She's going to be having some different things coming up, some different stuff becoming available. And we definitely um, are growing in this community. So we want to support everybody. So we're going to definitely give a plug to her and what she's got going on in her future. Um, I think you'll be going by Sister AJ. Is that still what you'll be doing? Um, So if you're looking for her, you'll be seeing her under Sister AJ. There'll be a few other names as well that we'll be throwing out in the future. Um, But You know, just stay focused, stay guided, stay positive. And, you know, throughout everything, just remember to be you. Because at the end of the day, you need to work on you. And if you start noticing that there's some things in you that don't align with what you believe, you might want to look into that. That's all we're saying here. So again, I thank you for joining us today. I know this episode was a little bit longer, uh, but stay tuned. You know, we'll be back with more great conversations and great information. Alyssa, thank you again for joining us. You all have an amazing day, amazing week. Namaste, Ashe. Namaste.